listening to You Jack Podcast. This is a Swansea City podcast, and let me say hello. Welcome back, Crusher Noll, to Luke Lewis. How are you doing, man? Yes. G'day, guys. Hello, mate. I'm doing pretty good. It's a... Uh, well, we're actually... Uh, I feel like I've we've gone through, gone through the storm, and we're at the other side a little bit, I think. So I'm feeling quite relaxed. And um and more way yeah, way more just pleasantly calm about things at the moment. Um, how are you feeling? Life feels very good and I have to say when we set up this podcast we, we made a promise to be almost annoyingly optimistic and I think this is like the first week or two where I've genuinely felt like I can believe that. I don't feel like I'm a a politician selling something that I'm not particularly keen on. Uh, Today, just for you guys listening, we're going to be talking about the first uh, couple of games under Luke Williams. We're going to preview the really exciting clash we got on Saturday against Southampton. And, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit about maybe some some ideal transfer targets um, because... This time of year, everyone loves to chat about that, and there it seems to be currently fuck all in the in the pipeline. But um, yeah, mate, to to answer your question, I, I'm good. Uh, we were going to record yesterday, which was Blue Monday, and for a series of uh, technical logistical snafus, we couldn't do that. Um, I was feeling pretty good yesterday. I'm feeling pretty good today. It's snowing uh, where I am. So that's oh, yeah. Well, I was about to say that's I was about to say that's pretty cool. It's actually not anymore. Like when you're because I'm an adult and I can't like not go into school because I work remotely. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just before we we talk about any of the games, I think Luke Williams has now been in charge for I think eleven days, twelve days. Um, how, how are you feeling? How, how are you sort of finding things? What's your What's your general, um, what's the first couple of thoughts that come into your head when you think about the club now? Yeah, well, um, I think, uh, yeah, my, as I said before, my general my general feeling is uh, car, a bit calmer, um, a bit more, uh, yeah, optimistic, obviously, um, but just, just feel generally uh, better about where, who's leading the team out on the pitch and who's <laughs> who's uh in charge of the of the players and 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 the direction that 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 is taking us i think uh, i think we've all uh we all breathed a, a a bit of a sigh of relief when you know he did his first couple of interviews and it was just like okay we i think we think this is the right guy here because just the way he speaks and um, his his views on football and and life and uh, it, it just the, the short snippets we've got so far just just say yeah you know I feel like we're in a good place and uh, I feel like for the next uh, however long we can be pretty happy yeah regardless of really the, the results on the on the pitch to a certain extent with um, yeah, with with, with the, the direction. I think that's the main thing and the, the biggest, uh, well, the, the scariest part when we had um, Duff in charge was where the hell are we going? Well, what direction are we going here? And, you know, it's it, it was, um, yeah, it looked like a downward spiral a little bit into uh, our identity. 
So we, seemingly we've got that back and the man in charge seems like the right fit. So as you can probably tell by my <laughs> my tone and, and and everything, I'm a lot calmer. Um, so it's it's all all rosy for me until um, until th- <laughs> a couple of months time, inevitably we go on a ten ten game not, not winning streak, losing streak, or and then yeah, things might be a little different. But for the for now, I'm I'm pretty happy uh, outside of the transfer stuff because I think we'll come onto that in a little bit. <laughs> I yeah I have the sort of optimism right now that only one man could spoil and that man of course is anyone associated to Swansea City. <laughs> it's like there's 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 anyone of about like two or three dozen people, uh, be it management, playing staff, uh, anyone making transfer decisions. It's I I'm always worried when I'm feeling this good about things um but no just going back to something you said there i think we we recorded obviously once uh williams was through the building we um we recorded and then just after the the video version of his press conference was was available after that i think both of us have kind of immersed ourselves in in, in kind of anything that he said publicly since then i think we've been very yeah, yeah. gripped by the man i think there's uh from my end, at least, there's not been this much uh, personal excitement in someone coming in um, yeah. for a long while. I was, I was very, mm. you know, I was a big Martin fan. I don't know if the backdrop of that is just because of um, the first sort of few months under Duff, and then that that thirty-two uh, day period where it didn't look like we were going to get somebody in. But very captivating character. Um, there was a few, uh, maybe we shouldn't have done this because it was a little bit, uh, I don't know, like just didn't necessarily help things. But we looked at and we checked back in separately at the opening press conference from Williams and how chalk and cheese it was um, to Michael Duff. If you're listening, I'm not going to go through that because, you know, there's been actual games and stuff happening. But it is worth, if you have a spare 20 minutes, going back, having a watch of that because... I, I think maybe it's just the fact that Duff is, was such a realist that made him so hard to love, but he made numerous yeah. uh, references to either this being basically a, you know, a, a, a jumping off point for his management career to take the next step. And he also made numerous references to the fact that it, it, there's a good chance it wouldn't work out and he'd be out of the job in three months, <laughs> which to be fair, yeah, spot on. You're almost prophetic there, but um, just very briefly before we move on, since we found it weird, we should probably discuss uh, on here. Odd, wasn't it? How much he kind of talked about it, like like normal people would talk about a job. Just like, oh, we'll do it for a little bit, see what happens, and you know, see where we're at. Yeah, well, that was the 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 um, the stark difference, I guess. It was, and. And you know, we we will hold our hands up as well, and we we looked at that and um and thought, okay, this is different, uh, you know, and this is that, and didn't really see any red flags there, um, and that's the beauty of hindsight. Um, you never do really, at the start, you know, do you? You look back at that. No, and you look back and go, wow, um, yeah, some of those things he said, it, it does doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence, uh. And he just looked generally uncomfortable, uh, like he did throughout all of his press conferences and interviews. But, but even more so in his first one, next to Andy banging the table, <laughs> telling me he's a big, strong boy. <laughs> um, um, yes. 
<laughs> it was it was very very uh it's yes a stark contrast between the the comfortable confident style of Luke Williams in his first um proper interview in front of um you know a few few reporters so yeah um just a couple of red flags in hindsight you're thinking and he's going oh, yeah no I could be out of a job in two months and you think is that really what fans want to hear and I guess it's it's very real um which is which is you know um obviously it's a quality but it's not something that fans want to hear they want to hear you say I'm here you know and I'm gonna put everything into my you know my three-year contract and you know that's what I'm planning for I'm not looking at failing um which he did say in a few words but um more or less he didn't really uh captivate us now looking back on it whereas and that's probably just a personality thing for maybe the way you and I see football and the the way um we want our football manager to to be uh to be present with 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 people and and the media but it was, it was uh, like I said, it was a stark contrast, and um, it was funny looking back actually, and reading some of the YouTube comments, going, "This is the guy we need." It's, <laughs> you know, none of none of this Russell Martin <gasps> bullshit. And um, <laughs> well, I, well, I thought, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that, I didn't think that, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think of it like that. But it, it is just so funny, and you, you get this with with managers and you know and players at your club, and you get it with like people you meet, you know, if. Uh, you know, if you've got like a like a mate that you don't gel with anymore, or like an ex partner or something, and you, and you look back, you're like, there were things that now seem bonkers, but like at the time, you're like, oh well, no, that'll be that'll be really yeah. good. His dourness, I just took it as like, look, he doesn't muck about with the media, he doesn't just tell fans what they want to hear. They asked him about the style, and uh, he, you know, he very much said in like no uncertain terms, like because they they asked him, and as I said last podcast, you know, they they asked him that because media had they do their research and and uh people like Gareth Vincent will know hmm. this wasn't like a like a Swansea way manager but let's let's uh let's park that there I don't want to talk about him too much longer but I think the the where we were setting no, ourselves no, up yeah, there we do talk about it was even yeah I know but but like this was all like a precursor to talking about Luke Williams and how much as you say much more comfortable hmm. he was there he he was asked briefly about Russell Martin um, and we'll talk about that in a bit because he's going up against his old mate on on Saturday, and that was really nicely brushed aside. I mean, with with Michael Duff, whenever you asked him or mentioned Russell Martin, he basically said, "Oh, what do you just want to do? You want to fuck him? Do you? Why do you keep asking about him?" He would he, he couldn't uh, he, he couldn't think about Russell Martin, but um, yeah, look the, the the comments about the style. Hmm. There's no doubt this is a this is a strong fit. Um, we played. You know, I mean, like he was he was pretty much in on the Friday and then Saturday he was in the dugout for Morecambe. Um, it's not so much that there's not really any talking points from that, but I, I saw that as like a nice chance for him to bed in. Um, I thought we'd see some changes in the style, but how, how much can anyone, you know, basically tear up the carpet in a day? So that was a, a pretty, dare I say, uneventful 2-0 mm. win. Um, Patino getting a goal. Um, I want to talk about him a little bit uh, in relation to the Birmingham game and, and the last few months in a little bit. Jerry Yates got, I think, I, I think fair to say, a, um, quite a well-needed goal. And um, and then you've got the full week of training 
uh, you know, going up against Birmingham on Saturday. And this was where we thought, right, this is where we're going to see the the kind of opening blueprints of of maybe what his team will look like. Um, so I don't think any anything too surprising, nothing too worrying. Some exciting things, but I think even those we take with a bit of a pinch of salt. So um, I guess the talking points for me, obviously, a two-all draw. Um, not hanging on to a lead, which is is more of a of a wider problem. Um, and just, I guess, I mean, before I, I give you some of my thoughts, uh, what did you what did you think of the game? What did you like? What did you notice? Uh, anything kind of concerning you going forward? Yeah. Um, well, firstly, just on on uh, you know, sort of mentioned Morecambe there. Um, and yeah, I agree. It's you can't really analyze that too too much. So, um, you know, pretty comfortable. <laughs> I mean, extremely comfortable two 0 win. Um, and uh, and it was said that that uh, Luke Williams did confirm that um, Alan uh, Alan Sheehan basically picked the team for that one. And you know, it was just a a run out to get uh, minutes under the under the bit under the belt for uh, a few players, which is great. Um, we needed that. Um, Birmingham, uh, we were we were really optimistic going into it. We we kind of thought, here we go, um, it's it's on again. Um, and then we were very, I was very quickly brought down to 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 earth when uh, the uh, the the play out from the back uh, didn't quite click straight away, which is very uh, very traumatizing uh, from <laughs> previous seasons. Um, but it's 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 that that's I kind of love it at, at the same time. And yeah, Bashir Humphreys had a bit of a a, ter- a bit of a terrible time in the first half an hour, especially um, getting caught in the ball uh, with. Uh, you know, seemingly no options to go forward and getting stuck in corners and losing the ball very, very cheaply. So that was evident first and foremost was like, okay, we've we've really gone back to um this this uh risky style where we, we play mm. out uh quite um in quite precarious positions from from the goalkeeper. So that was my first acknowledgement. Birmingham, fair play. Tony Mowbray usually does set set up his teams quite well against a, a Swansea City side um, to to press really high. They did that. Um, Suriki Dembele is uh, was given Harry Darling a bit of a a uh, bit of a bit of a ride <laughs> on the on the yeah. left. Um, <laughs> so. Um, but then we we come out of that and we score a great goal from 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 a corner, you know, who who said short corners worked? Um, <laughs> it was very funny. Um, I, I was expect I didn't expect it at all. You know, we this this clip that we we showed last week and this clip that was running around Twitter and everything is two minute manifesto about short corners and then <laughs> and then Scrapped we, we hit all week. of our corners lots of, <laughs> yeah. we hit all of our corners uh directly into the penalty box so um i think when you when you look at it and i kind of um thought well you've got harry darling is probably probably one of the best in the championship at, at getting on on the end of a, a of a corner it's pretty obvious you you're gonna 
get the first contact most of the time when you when you hit it into him. So it's probably a smart idea to do that. Um, so yeah, and obviously we capitalized and scored off that. Um, but just just the general play, first half I wasn't too happy. It was a you know quite scrappy, um, couldn't get into into a rhythm, uh, and uh, disappointing. Obviously conceding so early after after getting a um, an undeserved lead. Um, but there was just little little glimpses of of real um real hope for me um especially in the second half where we we come out and started playing really well we pushed Birmingham back into a, a bit of a block the 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 setup for the goal uh for J- for Jamal Lowe's goal was brilliant um a lovely ball into Matt Grimes in the middle who one touch straight into Cullen in the pocket uh out to time and who's nice and high which is exactly where he needs to be time and and um uh the unfortunate uh Sam Parker on the right who looks like he's got a bit of a hamstring injury which isn't great um where where the highest players on the pitch pretty much which is exactly what we used to see under Russell Martin um and yeah. I I've criticized time and um defensive um actions before so you know the the the, the the more attacking he can do the better and not get stuck in a little pocket where he can't really go forward and he can't get back to to too well either so that that action was brilliant and um and Jamalo scoring was, was fantastic um a really nice run as well he he kind of checked his run and cut straight across the near post in front of his his defender a brilliant striker's goal, which is not something that we associate with Jamal too often, um, you know, a, a poacher's finish. So, yeah, I, I love that. And um, that was kind of what I'm, that's kind of what I'm holding on to now. Uh, and we predictably went into a, a real, uh, a real defensive shape when things, you know, Birmingham started putting some pressure on us and yeah, inevitably they scored, of course. Um, but, you take a draw, and I think um, I think uh, Luke Williams said it after the game. He, he he basically said we didn't deserve to win, so um, you know it's disappointing, but it it was you know well done Birmingham, you know for for coming back twice and 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 getting a draw, but it just shows. And I know I've spoken a long time here, but it just shows how how much growth there there is in the team and that's exactly what um I used to see under Russell Martin's team and I keep referring back to him but the style of play is so similar is when we play badly you know like we did against Birmingham in, in large parts we still were really competitive and we scored two goals and when it clicks it's it is going to work so well so that's what I'm I'm optimistic about and Next test is um, Southampton, which is I'm um, scared for. But I, I don't know. How did you see the, the the game against Birmingham? Yeah, I mean, like obviously a lot to lot to digest there. I mean, to be honest, it kind of it, it went sort of exactly how I thought it would. I didn't. Not that I necessarily called a scoreline or um or anything like that there was a, there was aspects of it that were a little bit predictable um you know in terms of the first half um i think one of my my biggest problems with the team this season is just how confused they've looked and i've said this multiple times where it's very clear we went you know martin duff 
Sheehan uh, and then Williams again, where it's kind of, there's not really been like a cohesive plan. And I think, to be honest, while it's it could be very like heart in mouth, which we knew it was going to be, and, and Tony Mowbray's not an idiot because he, he'll know what a Luke Williams Swansea team is going to look like. They're going to play, mm-hmm. you know, out from the back. And also there's going to be players who are maybe... Uh, not as comfortable with that, like Bashir Humphreys, who's been fantastic all season. Suddenly, it's like take that touch, take that extra touch. The first five minutes of the game, pretty much was played in our own th- defensive third. Matt Grimes mm. dropping back or to the kind of left hand side to to help out, and you know, with a little bit of pressure, there wasn't one of those players, you know, at the back who who wasn't getting caught out. Um, you know, Jamal Lowe actually. I obviously he scored, but I think one of the things I was really pleased with was, you know, his ability to kind of drop back, get the ball, and just win us fouls, you know, on the halfway line or something, just to, just to give us a little bit of, to reset. Because I appreciate, mm. you know, there'd be a bit of panic, you know, like I say, it was real, uh, real heart and mouth stuff. But look, getting lots of goals. Josh Tymon, who I, I've been quite critical of this season, had a fantastic game. Um, and if Sam Parker pulled up with with an injury, but yeah, it was unfortunate. I think he because so of good, doesn't he? He does, and and I think because of some of our defensive uh, frailties this season, you know, I think having people like Tymon and either Key Parker Ashby if he comes back, you know, you want these players to be able to bomb on, contribute to the attack, and if they're struggling a little bit defensively, you've got that safety net of a of a back three. Um, you know, in, in in their own ways, they all did well, and then maybe didn't do so well. But look, just um, just my kind of thoughts. And I thought I was I was actually really happy. There was there was good kind of building blocks there. It reminded me of Martin's first game against uh, Blackburn away, uh, who I think mm-hmm. yeah Tony Mowbray would have would have managed them back then. Yeah, and yeah, um, it was yeah. you know a bit, a bit of heart in my stuff. But I tell you what, mate, it's just it's just nice to feel something again. <laughs> It's nice to like <laughs> that's have main, that those jitters. The, <laughs> yeah, that's the main takeaway. I think it's it's like okay, it's fine. Um, we've been through this before. It's it, it's it's pr- the system and the style is is proven that it can be phenomenal, um, and at the same time, it's proven that it can be absolutely terrible sometimes, where it just doesn't click. So. Um, so it's starting again for us. It's it's like it's uh, August twenty twenty one again. <laughs> Is it twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? I can't remember when he came in. Um, so uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, I, I'm feeling similar things to what I did when when Russell first took over. Um, it's like okay, it's fine. This is the style of football that I love. To, I love to watch and love to um, to play and love to get behind. And uh, yeah, let's enjoy the ride wherever it takes us. Because, and this is slightly off topic, but um, coming into um, a, a time where there's a lot of financial uncertain uncertainty around a lot of clubs, Reading, for example, mm. um, you look at uh, Forest, uh, you know, in a massive hole, Everton, of course. Um, obviously they're in a higher division, but uh, it's so it's so precarious uh, football in the championship where 
you either have to spend money or the your owners have to spend money out of their own pocket or or you 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 become just a you know a, a battling championship side every every year um and not yeah go up or down um you know which is basically what our size is or you get relegated um or you have owners that spend poorly like we've seen so many times or the the other option is to do something radical and do something different and that's the only way i can see us getting to the premier league again you know we we don't have owners that are going to spend money out of their own pocket it's a it's an investment for them it's not a you know they are looking to to turn some sort of gain out of owning us not that they've done very well over the last however long but that's the only way we're going to get into a position where we can where we can challenge again is to do something radical do play football differently um so that's what I, that's what that's why I'm so behind it, and I think when you step back and look at it and re- be a be a, a duff realist <laughs> and say, well, we're Swansea City, we're we're not Leicester, we're not Leeds, you know, we don't have owners that are just going to plow money into us and see what happens and take the loss. It's not happening. So yeah, so that's why I'm behind it, and I think it's just a broader f- perspective on it, I guess, rather than just the football itself. I think um, I think the likes of Reading, cause obviously, you know, they're they're in such a sorry state of affairs, and and they're not the first. You know, we've seen Derby fall into mm-hmm. some real kind of dire straits there. You know, Blackpool were just on the verge of getting wound up, and um, I'm not saying that's the bar. You know, I'm not saying I'm not uh, immune. Uh, you know, to to criticism of our owners um, no, because no. we're not in danger of getting folded. But what I would say is, yeah, that we're this summer, it'll be eight years since uh, Steve Kaplan and Jason Levine took over. Um, jury's out a little bit on on Paul Watson. I like I re- appreciate um, there's still some uncertainty around how much contribution he he's making to the club. I genuinely maintain that Andy Coleman has actually been one of the better uh, moves from from those two in in DC is to have someone on the ground who by all accounts, seems like a, a decent bloke. He's not, again, not immune from scrutiny. He's made a few uh, high-profile mistakes, I guess. It, I it depends who, who you attribute with with getting Duff in. Um, you know, he's, he's a bit of a bit of a strange little dude, which we'll, we'll come on to, and, and I think that kind of allows him a bit of credit for me because I just simply can't be mad at him. Uh, but I actually, you know, I'm... Going back to what you said, I, I think yeah, we're we're sort of we have to be that project club. You know, we we have to, you know, even the cash injections we're getting from uh, from people outside, um, it it's really just to just to kind of mitigate the losses that we're seeing year on year. So, um, hmm. you know, there's a lot of clubs that are trying to do that. There are clubs that are better run than us in the championship. Even you know, absolutely. Yeah. Just because you pour money in doesn't mean you're well run. It just means that you you have enough people who who, who are willing to kind of bankroll you. But look, all all to say, I'm, I'm quite happy with just feeling that connection again with the club, um, and and just feeling like you know, for for better or worse, it feels like we got our Swansea back. You know, at half time the other day, it was like, you know, we're trying to play this risky business football. Um, you know, a few times we've been lucky not to get caught out. We scored and then we've immediately conceded. And even when we went 2-1 up, eight minutes came up on the board and I thought, 
this screams of a of a Birmingham ninety <laughs> fifth minute equaliser. Sure enough, that happened, but I don't know. Just something feels different. That away end was bouncing, um, and you can attribute. And I know it's it's like our third closest away trip, and there's no real close away trips for us. But I think if you look at the surge in tickets that happened after Luke Williams was appointed, there, there's a, a palpable feeling mm. again. And and if you're the owners, if you're Andy Coleman. If you want to do this project club, you need fans on side. This is why I found it. Just last thing I'll say about our former permanent manager, it was wild that the Duff said that his, his job wasn't to keep the fans on side because he's like, well, no, but it's going to really quickly turn sour if you don't. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, look, there's going to be there's going to be people. There's going to be points where we don't win for a few months, and and people will start to doubt Williams. He'll be, you know, oh, it's the Notts County man. You know, is he yet ready for the for the the jump? I think he is personally, and I just I don't know. Like I say, I've got the early optimism now that um, only this club could knock out of me, but I'm I'm feeling good. Uh, let me um, let me read you a bit of reaction just uh, just briefly before we move on. So actually, talking of the manager, he said, "I saw some warrior mentality. Guys prepared to fight for the ball when we were under a lot of pressure. I saw some very encouraging things that are essential for a good team, but we need time to work and improve." And then, uh, where's Josh Timon's quote? There it is. Um, so Josh Timon, who I thought, like I say, had a, a really good game, um, he said it was different to how we've been playing this season, and I think the fans will go home with a lot of optimism, which I do. Hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it. Yeah. Um... Josh Tymon, you know, it's he's one of those guys that um, could have just become a a, a a signing that we chalk chalk off like a Barry Mackay, the kind of signing, I guess, where we just chalk off and say, "Well, that was a that wasn't great." Um, and that was, I was kind of getting those vibes early on, uh, but it's good to see him obviously do some media stuff after it and um, and really have a a great game you know a, a great game at the left and his yeah that's that's exactly fans that's what fans want to see you know it's it it's going to be exciting and where i think we the, the model that we had over the two years previous was the fans were on side most of the time you know there was bad periods where we yeah. didn't win for about 100 years and um but but we always had that in our mind saying it's going to click. It's going to click. Don't worry, you know, don't panic. And then it did click and we went on 12 game unbeaten streaks and stuff or nine game unbeaten streaks and, uh, yeah, beaten teams four nil, you know, it's it like things can click. So, um, I think that's, that's what most, the majority of fans will, will take away from, you know, the, the game at Birmingham and go, go home and say, well, we conceded, but God, it was, it was fun. And, and it was, um, it was a uh, at least a, a spirited performance in in a certain style that we we've seen before. We know that we can play, so um, yeah, I think that's that's just the general takeaway for the first few um, few games. Anyway, um, it, you know that there's going to be a bit of a grace period for for him to embed the style, and of course it's a results business. So you know if we don't start seeing results, then there's obviously going to be scrutiny and things might have to change, but, but for now, you know, believe in the project and I, and most fans will get behind that. Um, I think so anyway, just 
from previous obviously a previous similar similar style and similar sort of vibe within the within the club yeah and nicely timed as well because i did finish the game at the weekend and like i say i've absorbed so much luke williams content from the club that you know i start to think this week i think i'm finally over russell martin and it's nicely timed because guess who's coming back uh, to his familiar stomping ground. Uh, we're playing Southampton on Saturday. Early kickoff. Um, Sky Sports News, uh, not Sky Sports News, just on Sky Sports, which is, uh, <laughs> I think, the only way we were going to get televised would be would be having uh, having Southampton come down because they, they seem to get most of the TV games. But um, yeah. you know, there's a there's a good. You know, if you're not that into championship football, you know, this is a good narrative. It's it's Luke Williams' first home league game against his old mate, former fan favourite who's who's back in town. I like to think we hit the the real bottom, you know, in terms of like it couldn't get much lower than losing five nil on boxing day, getting absolutely torn apart by the man who we used to love. Um and seeing him fully backed against our team that had no manager at the time, no style, no real sense of optimism. You know, fast forward a couple of weeks, things seem to be better. But uh, yeah, how are you feeling about that that game coming up? I'm scared um, because Southampton are red hot. It's like, it's, well, they're 20 games unbeaten, you know, the 19 games or whatever, it, they're, they're red hot and it's hard to see us getting getting anything from the game, to be honest, because we are so raw at the moment with mm. with a new system. Um, I think it's very unfair that we've had to play them twice in the space of three weeks, <laughs> right in, their, in the middle of their absolute red hot form. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... Uh, yeah, I'm not... I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not at the same time because I know it's going to be a real battle. Um, where, yeah, it's real apprentice, master versus the apprentice, isn't it? Um, oh, uh, God, yeah. <laughs> on Saturday, it's it's going to be interesting because I don't know how we're going to play. You know, I I don't know whether... I, I believe Luke Williams will, will stick to his guns and say, no, we're going to... We're at home. We're going we're gonna to play how we're... We're going to try to control the game. That has got to take some doing against Southampton. They've got incredible players, um, and uh, obviously the the system that that uh, they they're playing with is very much suited to the players they've got. They're very in control of every single game they play, so that's going to be yeah, it's going to be a test for us because we're we're, we're you know scars of five nil at, at their place. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's scared, scared optimism. Is that a is that a term? <laughs> can, I, can I be honest? I mean, we will go with it. Can I? Can I? Um, can I be honest with you, mate? I'm. I, I feel like I'm sort of in a. I don't think many people will be in this category. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, it is that that master versus apprentice situation. If like Darth Vader looked like Rylan, um, but I think in terms of. Um, just how we're actually going to set up the there's going to be aspects of our play which are going to be raw as you say they're going to be nervy they're going to be very well known to martin but i think that works both ways Mm. and we said last time we recorded that 
you know, while while they've worked together and they have a very good working relationship, or they did, um, it feels like Luke Williams is his own man. So there's, you know, I think that would be the first thing in his mind. It's like, how do I approach this so that we're not just doing a not quite as good version of Southampton? It reminded me, this is a bit of a, a bit of a tangent, but I remember, I think it was Unai Emery when he first took over Arsenal. I think their first, uh, this is like, just post Wenger, right? And they uh, they played Man City first home first league game of the season, and you know the style was like very very similar to to what Man City were doing at that time, um, but clearly just not as good because because things needed to settle in, and we saw that with Arteta, funnily enough, when he was there. Um, and I only use that as a like a as like a case study just because I see a lot of overlap where it was like you know he. he he really struggled in his first couple of years because there wasn't anything he was doing that was different enough or better enough, you know, than, than the teams around him. So that's going to be paramount in terms of how they approach training this week is like, do we want to just be a rustier version of how Southampton play, but with probably players nowhere near the same quality, if we're being honest, I think, I think the game plan will be, brave i think it'll be attacking you know to be honest even though there was a lot of rustiness in in how we set up against birmingham it wasn't necessarily always predictable um there were there were more direct balls going into the uh the opposition half than i thought uh more real direct attacking obviously you mentioned the corners already i think you know if if you're gonna do a a two-minute eulogy about the the benefits of short corners maybe then in your first league game in the championship don't just do short corners because everyone's going to be like oh yeah that's Luke Williams how he, <laughs> he sets up so I like that I like that we're, we're trying we're trying different things um and as, and as we say there's no such thing as a free hit but I don't think we're going to look as bad as we did against them on Boxing Day I think there's going to be a clearer identity and even if we don't uh come out of the game with anything i think there is an aspect of like a grace period and 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 most crucially i think fan sentiment is so much better that it doesn't feel like the talking point is russell um which is so important it feels like oh yeah uh russell's coming back but spotlight's on luke williams and i think that's just the healthiest yeah, yeah. way for everyone to go about this game yeah and i i, I think uh, i hope that the We'll pack out the ground as well on Saturday. It's a n- nice twelve thirty kickoff, um, mm. so that that'll be nice to see as well. I, I think, I think the 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 player. I don't know if the players deserve it uh, necessarily, but uh, the, I think the fans deserve. We we all deserve a a big atmosphere and a big occasion um, because we haven't really had that this season yet. You know, even. Even yeah, early on the season, Bristol City at home usually is a big, big occasion, big game, and it was flat. Even even mm. then, so I, we haven't had that big occasion yet where you know there's been a a big home game, uh, where the the dot coms packed and it's it's a yeah, like I said, nice big occasion. So I, I really want that to happen as well, and that will help us massively if 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 uh, we can we can fill it and. Uh, and have a uh, it'll give the players a real buzz and a real push because they they can, you know that they say it all the time how much it, it you know it 
it helps when there's a big home crowd, home crowd in, you know, behind the team. So, yeah, um, I agree. It, it's not on Russell at the moment anymore. It's it's on Luke Williams. It's on us, and that, that's so. Yeah, obviously, it's very contrasting to what it was in on Boxing Day. Um, yeah, I guess you're you're probably slightly more optimistic than me uh, for Saturday, um, but uh, yeah. I, I think they will be too strong, um, but I hope that we at least just put up a good fight and we 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 build on on Birmingham and and um, maybe score a couple of goals. You know that at the very least, you know, uh, hurt them where where they can be hurt, uh, and uh, and it'll be an enjoyable game. I, I'm I'm pretty confident that they're gonna they're gonna put a couple of uh, behind uh, um, in our net. Um, just, just the way we're defending at the moment isn't fantastic. So, <laughs> so yeah, and and we've got bodies out. Of course, we're not sure where Ben Cabango is. Um, whether he, I'm pretty sure he was injured, wasn't he? But um, yeah, right back issues. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um... That's that's my biggest concern is that right hand side at the moment, and I think that's going to nicely segue us into maybe some some areas we'd like to see strengthen this month. But um, yeah, having having right wing backs is is or left wing backs is obviously crucial to um, to just what we're trying to do at the moment. Um, well, it's it's a funny one because we, if like, we do go back if we do go back one more time in the in in the last few seasons uh, where we were probably at our best. It was when we had two very good wing backs, and that was uh, Christie on the on the right, Hannah's on the left. Um, yeah, and they were they were fantastic. So that's this system. It's all on your on your on your wing backs, and um, time. And I think is a great one is a great one for this formation. But our right when we when Josh Key comes back, I think he can be he can be really good as well. Um, but yeah, it's obviously time will tell. It's very unfortunate that we always have right back issues. <laughs> and, and and as well, I think just um just on that, mate, um what I would say is, is yeah, timing was fantastic, but I'm yeah, I'm not necessarily sure Pedersen can come in and do that job because he's not a bombing left wing back. Nathan Chewin on, you know, we talked about maybe some of the players that that, that didn't quite work out and, and it's it feels like already he might be falling into that bracket because we haven't really seen him. Uh, Ditto Kukarevich, who, who I had a lot of, um, you know, high hopes for. Um, it's tricky when you get 13, 14 players in the summer and, you know, we are going to be on for a bit of a rebuild. But I don't really know how likely that is to happen. So I think that the the thing for for us is going to be how can we get a tune out of maybe some of the players who haven't been performing? How do we stay versatile in terms of trying to fill the shapes we're trying to do, i.e. like a back three with, with bombing wingbacks? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, are there any sort of... I'm, I'm not going to go for specific players because we don't know what the finances are like. Twitter at the moment is obviously just full of of sort of suggestions and every time a player we half like the look of goes to another club it's like meltdown again are there any sort of positions you'd really like to see strengthened yeah um desperate for a striker um i think and i said this in the off season too um replacing joel piero is is the main the main thing for me i think um 
Although we've got Jerry Yates, we've got obviously Jamal Lowe plays up there, um, Kuravich as well, um, who, you know, we've got options there. And uh, Liam Cullen, of course, um, who I think should be given a, a go in his natural position as well. Mm, um, agreed. So, uh, yeah. Um, but we, I would love to go out and get a, not so, I don't think it's going to happen, but to, to get a proper championship level top top championship level striker um even if it's, if it's someone from out of nowhere you know like Perot was uh, mm. i think uh i think that's where where we lack just someone to to take the the big burden of the goals because we've shared them around quite a bit this season um which is which is good in a way but we you know, you'd rather have that and some someone putting the ball away as well. Um, I think Jerry Aids could can can be someone that we will can work with in this system now. Um, uh, so th- that's good, but I still don't think he's the, he's a he's a, a main man that we can all get behind for the foreseeable future. I think he's a he's a you know secondary kind of striker that we can um, that we can put in you know for twenty. 20 games a season to start and you know come off the bench etc but um that's where i'm i'm looking at um mainly uh and also something that we are i think we're really missing is a talisman in in the middle as well uh although we have our you know matt grimes and uh and patino fulton joe allen of course but they're patino probably the exception uh where he's got a little bit of diff- a bit of difference about him, someone who's a big, powerful, talismanic midfielder, kind of like, kind of like um, and Cham in a way, you know, who who could do anything um, on his day. Uh, I think we lack a little bit of power in in the midfield sometimes, where, um, you know, you've got the likes of uh, of Sunderland, um, the Equa. The, the centre midfielder is big and powerful, got a great shot on him. There's a few good championship uh, midfielders that are, are really nice and solid and they're fast. They're good, they're good on the ball. They tackle. Um, yeah, really good in the tackle, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where we, we really lack because we've got good technical footballers. Jay Fulton, I think, is good, but he's not he's exceptionally quick. He's not exceptionally powerful. Um, so... Yeah, that's kind of my two. I'd love to, is to get you know some some quality on top of the depth that we have. I'm with you there. I think uh, yeah, for me, a right back, a kind of midfield enforcer, uh, a ten and a striker would be great. But I mean, we're we're recording middle of January. I don't know how likely we are. To be honest, I'm kind of enjoying. Um, the sort of silence around the club. I know that probably drives a lot of people mad, but I think for me, the, the frustration is when there's so many links and everything would get so leaked and become so public that you kind of have this weird expectation, um, uh, which is just designed to be dampened. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on. I like to think that there is genuine planning their end, you know, in, in, internally. I appreciate how hard it is to, to get people in. But yeah, I think if we're going to push on, I think there's probably at least three or four players um, that are needed. The only other thing that I'm kind of curious about there is is 
the future of Charlie Patino because he hasn't played it a huge amount. Um, you know, he played against Morecambe, but in terms of league games, uh, we haven't seen a lot of him in the last sort of month or so. And I, I don't think that's necessarily anything to do with the the management. I don't think that's because managers don't fancy him or can't get a tune out of him. With there being talk about clubs interested in permanent deals, Juventus comes to mind. I'm wondering if Arsenal have just sort of flagged to us, you know, just just keep an eye on his playing time, um, just while we sort of work out what's what's happening there. Just um, you know, I appreciate they might not want to, you know, him to get injured for six months and then they scupper a you know a permanent move. But um, does that sound plausible to you, or am I just sort of conspiracy theorizing? Theorizing. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, we, we won't know. Um, but but here's what here's my theory. I think um, I think there's a clause in Patino's loan deal where if he plays a certain amount of games, then it gets automatically extended for the for the season. Um, not that it, I think it was a full season loan, but but there, there's possibly like a, a minimum if he doesn't play a certain amount of but games. Like they before, they can't recall him that sort of thing, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so I think that has played a part throughout December and November, possibly where he wasn't, he wasn't uh, starting or even coming on a lot of the time, um, where maybe Arsenal were looking at recalling him to to sell, um, or uh, yeah. So, so I think that's played that's probably the main reason, and um, there's nothing really further to look into with his ability. Um, there might be a, um, a, a, a there might be a little bit about his um uh yeah maybe maybe about how young he is and and his uh, uh athleticism um his 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 build maybe maybe Duff saw it maybe um it's the same with with Alan Sheehan but maybe they saw you know he's he's a great technical footballer um but you know maybe they just trust trust more experience in there um for the time being so that could that obviously could be a part of it as well so um but yeah I, I don't um i don't think there's too much to look into it to be honest i think i think it's probably something behind the scenes like like a clause or where where arsenal were were possibly looking to cash in on him or don't know maybe sending possibly even send him out on loan to a to it to another club, you know we've we've seen that happen before, haven't we? Um, you know, uh, with uh, to our benefit with uh, with Gallagher um, a few seasons ago. So uh, yeah, I think there's nothing nothing really too much to look into Patino. I hope he stays. I think I think he's he's a he's a good player, and he he really does put everything into uh, in into into the shirt as well which is exactly what we want to see especially from lone players so yeah yeah I think we'll, time will tell I, I I'm pretty pretty calm about the the window at the moment I I agree with you I don't think there's too much to look into with the non you know rumors or the non-links that we're seeing um, I think I think every every club but but our club in particular Probably works better under the radar. <laughs> so, oh Christ, um, yeah, yeah. When we're not, we're not, we're not getting linked with 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 loads of players, and it's muddy in the waters, and you know, it can cause all sorts of stuff with with agents and driving up costs and things. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, not too, uh, not too stressed. I think most of our activity will happen the last day of the sea of the transfer market again. 
uh, like it does with most. Well, you you say that, and I and I agree. Uh, the only thing I'll mention as a as a, a potential caveat there, and we we talked about this uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, I think I've only just stopped laughing. Um, the presser last week, Luke Williams was asked about transfers because managers always are in January. And he said, you know, he was pretty confident that, that there was going to be some players through the door. Didn't elaborate, but he seemed very sure of that. Um, and then he said this, and um, this is this is truly baffling. In that, in, that, in that moment, and then like I say, Andy's like, you tell me what we're doing. And you know, you know what Andy's going to do. He's going to drive there. He's going to pick the player up and bring him back himself. You know, he'll, he'll turn up in his pajamas. And so, so yeah. Did you get you in the building? I that's that. Like that's my first experience. So imagine how I feel like we're going to get players. You know, I'd, they need to be ready. You know, they need to all the players when they talk to us. They need to have the Hoover ready because Andy's going to turn up, and you need to have the kettle on. You need to have everything cleaned away. So. Yeah, that's all. That's all we can ask. Like, that's all we can ask. Why is that so weird and so threatening? <laughs> Nobody mentioned anything about it, about pajamas. I get the whole like he's turned up. You know, he's turned up at your house, Luke. You know, this is the man I want. <laughs> why? Why? Like, I, that would have to be my follow up question. Like, sorry, what did you mention right there about the pajamas? Did he? Did that happen? Did he turn up in his, in his fucking Jimothy's? <laughs> Uh, honestly, it's it's it's, so funny, isn't it? it's it's just hilarious. It's a hilarious image. Uh, and he's just so keen. He's just like, I want to prove. I want to prove everyone wrong. <laughs> so every every sniff of he's got of a, of a transfer is just, uh, where is it? Chester. All right, get in the car. He's on the M4. <laughs> I don't know why it's funnier to think of that image of of uh, Andy Coleman driving a Hummer as well. It's just like this really big, like ridiculous American car, and this little dude in his fucking Jimothys. Uh, like I, I sit, well, I'm, I'm recording now. I'm right by the the office. I'm on the I'm on the ground floor. Uh, I'm right by the window. So if anyone was going to turn up at my door, I'd be the first person they could see. All I can think of is just if I'm a player and I've got my wife just being like. Uh, honey, uh, Andy Coleman's outside in his pajamas. <laughs> like, right, put the shutters down, lights off, get on the floor. We're gonna, we're gonna be okay. <laughs> we're gonna ride this out. <laughs> it's just him peering through. <laughs> like it's January eighteenth. I don't like waiting. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I think he's. I think it's uh it's it's enthusiasm and that's that's all you can kind of take from it i guess um so i don't know it, it i'd rather have he'll people come, like he'll come in his pajamas than people who... <laughs> get your over it. he's coming in charge than people who... <laughs> get your over it. yeah very funny yeah no he's um he's, he's had criticism obviously but uh, yeah Time will tell. Time will tell. You know it, whether this enthusiasm and uh, <laughs> excitement to, to to do anything to get any player in is is going to pay off. So I hope it does. Obviously, how um, how funny was it on the opening 
uh, press conference when he went all serious and he went, look, the thing you need to realize is there's going to be banter between the chairman and the manager, the likes of which you've never seen before. I'm like, I'm not against that in general, but if it gets to February the 1st and we have no new players through the door, <laughs> I don't, I, I couldn't care less how good their, their everyday patter is. <laughs> But look, whatever makes you happy, Andy. Yeah. You've had a rough, you had a rough December, didn't he? So I'm just, I'm glad he's got his swagger back. But oh, what, what a crazy little dude! Yeah, it funny is, times. It is, yeah, it is funny. I, I um, I would love to see him, uh, see the band to getting flown about with, uh, you know, after we don't get anyone in, in in January. It's good to know that Luke Williams can can rib him, you know, and say, "Hey, Andy, nice one, mate." <laughs> <laughs> didn't get any <laughs> no players this month. <laughs> that's, that's all. What's that even going to look players. like? That's all we want. <laughs> Is that just going to be like Andy Coleman just being like, look, you sent me a, a list. Obviously, we worked through that with Paul Watson. Um, you know, all, all the people you wanted, they're through the door. They're going to come in for a medical. Um, I'm just going to send you over the contracts just for you to have a little look. And like as they as Luke Williams clicks on the attachment, it's just Andy Williams going, "Not nah, that's not." Only works for me if there's boys through the door. Uh, or, or on the flip side, I'd be happy if it's February first, we get no one in, and you know Andy uh, uh, Andy Goldman comes in, there's just like a shit on his desk or something. Then that's fine. But for now, just just you boys focus on on get people in, and then we'll we'll worry about banter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is not, mate. This is not linked to not linked to anything we've been talking about. But we got to wrap up very shortly. And uh, I just I want to give a, a, a shout out, uh, which I don't I don't often do. Uh, but we got we got obviously like a lot of uh, a lot of fans based in Wales. Uh, we got a few few well actually a good a decent amount of fans overseas. But today I'm gonna as part of your exchange program where you came from Australia to live in Wales. I want to give a shout out to. Uh, Somebody from from Swansea grew up in Calais and now lives in Melbourne. Last five years, uh, Nigel Chesby, who I'm not going to read his message out, but he uh, he got in touch. Uh, but he actually got in touch on Christmas Eve, and I only caught his his message the day Luke Williams was was in the building, and I was feeling very good spirits, so I uh, thanked him, and he sent a lovely picture of when he came down from Melbourne, which you've seen as well. Uh, he took his daughters to their first Swans game, and it was the Watford uh, game of 4-0, which you always talk about last season. So, yeah, just want to say big shout-out, Nige. Uh, we would love if you could bring your family over again. Run, because we'll get you a, a, a welcome-back pint uh, by the ground. But also, they seem to bring shitloads of goals for them when they come, which maybe we don't need anymore with Luke Williams. But, uh, <laughs> Nigel, if you're listening, good good to hear from you, mate. And, uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Nigel. It's um, yeah, lovely to get messages. Of course, um, it it makes makes it um, you know, obviously, obviously we do this for ourselves more than anything, but um, but it obviously it helps when um when we get uh, some some nice nice comments and stuff. So, um, so if you are listening and um, you know, you want to uh, send us a message and you know, we'll we'll of course we're here to uh to to be to be the the best banter that anyone's ever seen. So. <laughs> As a, the likes uh, of which um, if, <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah now cheers cheers Nigel. we appreciate that and um and enjoy the very hot weather in melbourne at the moment um i last last thing for me mate um i know you have to run but i just want to give a, another shout out to um to uh jonathan panzo the the reincarnation of <laughs> Of uh, of a <laughs> 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 
<laughs> getting <laughs> getting recalled <laughs> to Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Oh, they didn't leave us alone about that. They were so smug. And now all I'm hearing about is is, is Bullet potentially leaving, just getting linked with, with various faceless Turkish strikers. Um, they put all their eggs into the Kiefer Moore basket, which is so funny because that, that, that's like dream signing territory for them. And I'm not even that fussed. And if they... <laughs> if they get him, I won't be that enamoured. And if they don't get him, that'll be even funnier. It's... Oh my god, we might just be on the tailswing. Things might just be looking up finally. But just want to end end on a high there because that was when I saw that I was like, that is just 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 classic, isn't it? <laughs> how much we got, how much shit we got for for missing out on 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 the uh, <laughs> the, the, the next Ugh. the next uh, yeah Sergio Ramos coming through. No, it was it was, yeah obviously that that's great uh, great news for Jonathan. <laughs> Barely I'm having a game this season, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking fantastic! Yeah, well, whatever the future holds, uh, Jonathan, in in your, with your career. Um, you know, thanks for the memories, mate. Thank you for uh, leaving absolutely no lasting impression at your time in Cardiff. Uh, if you come back to the dot com with another side, uh, I promise not to boo you, not to really react at all, other than getting to about 70 minutes into the game, going, Oh, fuck me, that's Jonathan Panzo. Do you remember him? Fucking faceless, <laughs> <laughs> just completely wiped from my memory already. But, um, look, we can we can laugh about Cardiff, uh ideally when we beat them in March, but uh you know, if they have a if they have a shit January, I'll be I'll take that as well. Um for the meantime, we are U Jack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, threads very loosely. Uh I think at some point soon we're gonna be uh trying to bring you these on on video, but um for now, yeah, if you just enjoy the audio on, on Spotify or wherever wherever the fuck else you get your podcast from really. But um yeah. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you're in as good spirits as as we are. And uh, hopefully there's no January meltdowns, either at a Southampton pummeling or at just slightly no players. Um, but for now, Luke Lewis, thank you very much for joining me, buddy. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's um, good to catch up once again. Up the jacks and hoil valve power.